Hey, I'll tell you something. These girls aren't underdeveloped. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, November 28th, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 256. This is No Agenda. Protecting the human resources from the wrath of ice and coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, and Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I only have ice for you, I'm John C. Devorak. And in the morning to you, John. In the morning to you all, in the morning to all ships at sea and boots on the ground. You're so, like, happy to get that out before I can that you're, like, stumbling <laughs> over yourself. And in the morning... I know, I, I blew it. <laughs> in the morning to all the human resources in the chat room with noagendachat.net as we roll it out live on this uh, Sunday the 28th. And uh, I hope you're all uh, happy and distracted slaves, charged up human resources the way your government loves you. Because that's what yeah. you need to be. More and more and more these days. So we began with a uh, some bogus. Uh, did we? This has this story ever been resolved? Whether this is a bogus hoax or a? Uh, no, you know, I did a little bit of research on it. I presume you're talking about the so-called Department of Homeland Security's ICE unit uh, taking over the Torrent Dash. Uh, what was it? Uh, torrent Freak or something like that? No, no, no. It wasn't Torrent Freak. Torrent Search. What? A couple, actually, like seventy websites apparently. Supposedly. Supposedly. And um, it's it's kind of weird because it's probably the most emailed article, and I immediately dove into all right, what's behind this? So the first thing you do is when you see this uh, this website that has this really cheesy "you've been seized" uh, picture on it, is you do a view source, and immediately you see you know all these uh, uh, Google Analytics and uh, and all kinds of tracking stuff and, th- and that right there was like okay that's weird why would that red do- flag red B- flag big red flag uh, so then of course you know, you do a who is and you see that um, and this is what's kind of interesting you see that the uh, registration of course it's it's masked but the servers the domain servers that it, that has now been remapped which is kind of the way the DNS system works cuz it's not like this this site is off the air it's just the domain name has now resolves to this page and it's uh, ns1.seizedservers.com and ns2.seizedservers.com bogus well no cuz i looked that up and i get the registration from that and it goes to the imix group i m m i x and they're very happy and proud to talk about their multi-million dollar, in fact, uh, here it is, uh, press release, May 17th, McLean, Virginia. Of course, fine spook outfit there in, in Virginia. Leading provider of enterprise technology and services, public sector, blah, blah, blah. Announced today its IT solutions division has been awarded a contract with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, that's ICE, and Cyber Crime Center worth up to $7.8 million. Under this new contract, Imix Group will provide information technology, operational services, and support implementation and maintenance. Hmm. So that is the connection to the spooks. And of course, yeah, but you know, my problem, of course, is that the uh, ICE itself, which has a publicity department that wastes no time to publicize every, every little mediocre bus that they make, <laughs> yeah. uh, it says nothing. Well, the New York Times quotes uh, the, the but the pe- quote is dubious. That if you got called, the, the quote says nothing. And they did do they did do a bust in June. It could be confused. I mean, they could be confused. I mean, if you read that quote, what does that quote say? It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say they did anything. Mm. 
No, but it was like a confirmation. Do you have it a- wasn't a confirmation. It didn't, they didn't <laughs> confirm it, 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 anything in that quote. Read the quote to me. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not like completely opposed to what you're saying here. You know, I'm uh, because I I immediately had suspicions too. I was like, ah, this doesn't sound right, man. Let me see. Seized Seizedserver dot dot yeah dot com, which is why wouldn't it be dot gov? That was my immediate question. Hold on a second. I'll pull it up now. What we're talking about for people out there who are completely unaware is that Drudge and the New York Times both reported that the ICE people, the Homeland Security, has cracked down on a bunch of sites and and taken them over based on copyright violations. But but not taking them over. This is an interesting change. They have uh, diverted the DNS. Yeah, well. So if you type in the name of this site, it no longer goes to that site. It goes to a site which is hosted at... Caro hosting, which is another red flag. Um, here it is. I've got the the Times thing. Hold on. And anyway, to to, to uh, continue, uh, and this has become a big cause celeb all over the net. Oh, these guys are they're just as terrible. The Homeland Security. And I've noticed a bunch of interesting propaganda that's targeting Homeland Security. Which I mean, it's a, maybe if you're going to target somebody, they may be a good. But I wonder whether some of this stuff is just... uh, Okay, here's the quote. Uh, New York Times. ICE Office of Homeland Security Investigations executed court order seizure seizure warrants against a number of domain names, said Corey W. Bassett, a spokeswoman for ICE, in a statement. As this is an ongoing investigation, there are no additional details available at this time. That's exactly correct. Court ordered seizure warrants against a number of domain names. Uh, That sounds like a true statement to me, and I looked... It doesn't sound like a quote... It, it it's like- in quotes. I'm just saying it's the New York Times, so you know this is the the, the Ministry of Truth newspaper, the re- the paper of record for these United yeah, States. Get, the New York Times. I agree with that, but they're getting pretty sloppy. I'm just saying that Corey W. Bassett. You can Google her. She's all over uh, the web as a spokes spokeswoman for ICE. So you know, it's, this does seem to be what uh, what. So it's torrent finder.com. That's it, and then. Uh, on smash.com and rapgodfathers.com. But it would kind of come at, at an opportune moment because there were a number of counterfeit product seizures in the same time span uh, by ICE, which is what they do, essentially. Yeah, well, I, I'll mention this. They do it this time of year. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's when Just, just when you've ordered that, that fake uh, Chanel to give to your loved one is when that shit gets nabbed. <laughs> well, I, I noticed that if, for people who are connoisseurs of the um, of the Rolex watch, oh my goodness, yeah, <laughs> uh, especially the Canal Street version that you can obtain in New York City yeah. if you go to the right side of the street um, for anywhere from twelve dollars uh, for a uh, cheap cheap copy to forty bucks for a very good copy uh, around Christmas time. Wow, John, we're we're not doing well today on the connection. Are you there? Hello. I know maybe because somebody's surfing the internet over here and chewing up my bandwidth. It's possible. Could you ask maybe your producer to stop downloading porn, Mimi? Yeah, uh. she's not on anything that's that's active. <laughs> so so I'm told. So anyway, um, the point is is that the. Um, 
they they always crack down around this time of year, and you can't get those fake watches. Go in March by the March time March frame rolls rolls around. Although nobody uses watches anymore, so I don't think that business is much. I, I will say that uh, the this whole idea of uh, taking away the the DNS, which is it's kind of a a funny exercise because you know it's the one thing that uh, U.S. Officials can actually enforce. You know, it's hard to take down servers in other countries, etc. Uh, but if you look around the net, you've got um, Nominet. Oops, that was nice. Uh, in the United uh, States of Gitmo Nation East, where they are pretty much uh, planning the same thing to allow the police to take down any website based upon the DNS at the request of the serious organized crime agency. So essentially the same system. And if this is actually happening, it sounds like it's, you know, part of ACTA, which is exactly what this is supposed to do. Yeah, no, I know. And I know Nominet uh, is a, uh, another scandalous thing. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, and this, this was actually a little more um, disturbing because, of course, people are all over the DNS. But DNS is really the foundation of, of how the, the simple Internet works. So that you can just, you know, it's, you know. The me- web yeah. in particular. Well, it's not just the web. It's, it's, remember when we used to have to remember phone numbers? Well, imagine remembering a phone number. We don't have to do that anymore. So imagine remembering a phone number for every website you want to get to. And, you know, that's quite yeah, it's, it's when, painful. It's, right. The web. web it's yeah. not just the web. It's for well, it, well, it's not used in, you know, I mean, you can get around it, but it's, it came from, if it wasn't for the web, the DNS system wouldn't be what it is today. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that statement. The DNS system was so that we didn't have to remember uh, IP addresses. That, hadn't, that, was, that predates the web by years. Years, I tell you. When were we using dot coms? No, it's it's not about the dot coms. It's about not having to. Rem- we were using DNS from almost the inception of the internet. Well, I know, but I'm just saying it was never something we chatted about. It wasn't like discussed in the. In yeah, the- but when I was using Gopher, pre- yeah, pre web, uh, it wasn't entering IP addresses. It was uh, domain names. It, it, granted, it was .net and .mil for the CIA fact book <laughs> and all that important stuff we looked at. But uh, no, DNS is, is pretty fundamental. So, you know, there's this uh, open DNS, <clears throat> which uh, uh, was set up uh, a couple of years ago, maybe four or five years ago. And, it, you know, immediate hit. People love the whole idea of uh, of having this open DNS system. Which is now being blocked by because uh, this can happen at network level. So, for instance, Verizon Wireless is not is blocking open DNS uh, host host name domain domain name resolution, and they can redirect stuff. and And they are, in fact, actively. Even Time Warner Cable does that. If if you enter certain sites or if you misspell something, it's not like you get a does not exist. You know, you go to a spam page from Time Warner Cable that tries to sell you on some other places to click so it's um it's the marketing tool of the internet is what i'd say but dns or what? dns yeah dns and, and well yeah if it wasn't for dns you'd have to everything would be typed in all the number all the uh, ip addresses right. and some, some of them won't resolve anyway right so, especially with ipv6 where the number will be one two three <laughs> it'll four, be like five, eight million six, numbers seven, eight nine <laughs> ten eleven twelve thirteen numbers and a letter in there yeah. somewhere so i i think unresolved um although the new york times would have to take it at its face value new york times has a quote from this uh 
Well, I know. I'm just saying. I'm From this Corey W. Bassett. It's a really great quote. And, if it, and I can imagine Corey getting a call from some reporter saying, are you doing takedowns, blah, blah, blah? And she would say yes. Hell yeah. Th- That's thinking what we do. <laughs> that they're referring to the June takedowns that did take place. Could be. Well, it's it's one it's one of those things that Which when is it, an ongoing investigation. Yeah, when it happens on a on a on a long holiday weekend, um, and they're not prepared for it, you have to really put some question marks around that. I was watching uh, CNN a bit uh, this weekend, so you don't have to. Oh my god, they had like the B minus minus crew. And the teleprompter was continuously oh. messing up, and the tapes the, weren't the queued holiday up. Holiday weekends on <laughs> CNN are painful. Uh, it's hilarious to watch. It's like, wow. <laughs> I love it. All right, John. So let's thank some producers before yes. we get into the let's, crux of things. Yes, let's do that. We've got two executive producers, two associate executive producers this week, beginning with uh, Mac Mac Matt Matthew Shower. Uh, S-C-H-A-U-E-R, uh, in Winthrop, Minnesota. And he sent an email in uh, uh, plugging, uh, besides, he says that this show has changed his life, at least the way he there thinks. There you go. Well, that, there changed you go. the way he thinks, that, which is what that, we try to J- do. John, we are the life changers. It, exactly. we got <laughs> we got to do something. Like we got to get business cards. Uh, what do you life do? I'm a, I'm a life changer. <laughs> A life coach. And he wants to plug GuideCraft.com, which is a children's uh, furniture company and school, small schools and homeschooling. G-U-I-D-E-C-R-A-F-T.com. And I looked at their stuff. looks like pretty good stuff. I would buy some. Is it wooden stuff or is it? Yeah, it's all wooden. I love that. Yeah. Stuff that's pretty cool. Uh, John, I guess it's uh, Groomling in Aspen uh, up there in the mountains. He's also uh, Ready Kilowatt in the chat room. <laughs> Ready Kilowatt, your buddy. <laughs> My buddy is a home of Ready Kilowatt, but he's apparently Aspen, Colorado is, uh, and and he gave and he he, he gave three thirty three thirty three as did Matt, and I think they're building up to knighthood. And then we have two associate producers, um, executive producers, including uh, Sir Kelly Spongberg. Yay. Uh, who is a uh, getting another knighthood for one of his relatives? <laughs> this is a crack the seal on the earthquake machine donations. Uh, I love the show Marcus Couch is doing. It, it supports no agenda. Also goes toward another knighthood for my family, specifically my son Dallas. Have Eric let me know how much further money uh, we need to get the knighthood. Also, yeah, uh, thank you for letting us know the status of the rings and and on. Hey, you know, uh, so he's I, actually a black knight. I think Eric uh, can actually do your uh, your tax return if you want, uh, Sir Kelly. We're a full service organization here. We'll take Noah, care of you. <laughs> Noah Cutler from and uh, Kelly gave us uh, three hundred. Noah Cutler of Austin, Texas, two twenty two twenty two. Plug his brother in law's new History Channel TV show, Brad Meltzer's Decoded. Hmm. It airs Thursdays at 10 Eastern Standard on the History Channel and hits the secret history of symbols and codes in the mouth. Cool. He'll be doing shows on the uh, White House Cornerstone, John Wilkes Booth, and the Bohemian Grove, among other things. Uh, NA listeners will dig it. Really? Yeah, well, how come they, don't, I, I, they should interview us for that show? <laughs> I think the show's probably been produced and in the can for yeah, a year. Yeah, so uh, we'll look forward to that. In fact, I'll check it out. And uh, that's it for this week. Okay. Well, uh, and no one, sh- uh, no one showed up for the uh, created by credit that we talked about last week. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Well, I guess it didn't go over. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> we'll we'll strike that one from the meeting notes. 
Hey, I want to do a uh, give a big shout out to Bubba Martin, literally back from the dead, uh, and he's back on the cage match over there at Dvorak.org slash blog. Uh, good to have him Actually, back again. Actually, slash, slash cage match. Cage match. I'm sorry. You're right. I want to say hi to our producer, Alan, who uh, purchased GitmoNation.org a while back and has been re- redirecting it to NoAgenda.com. That's great for our SEO. I appreciate that. And uh, he says, if I come up with any great project, I'll let you know. Uh, but in the meantime, that's just great to have that forwarding to us. And then regarding the rings, uh, which I think pretty much everyone knows that we've had an issue with a, a night down on the uh, 10-10-10 rings, but also some people appear not to have received their original rings. Now, this is kind of the... You mean coins. Coins, I'm sorry. This is kind of our um, the downside of the model that we've chosen, is that anyone can go out and do anything they want and choose to send us uh, a portion of the proceeds, if they so choose. And it, uh, so far, it's worked very well. This one's uh, definitely got a bump, and... Uh, you know, so we want to do everything we can to resolve it. The, the number one thing we need to know as uh, we're awaiting delivery of the coins so that we can send them out, uh, and uh, the, uh, Eric the Shield will be doing that, is uh, we need to know who has not received what. So if you'd please uh, don't email John or myself, even though we've, I've been keeping pretty good track of it. Uh, send your email to shill, S-H-I-L-L, at noagendanation.com. And try to keep the email short and just say, here's what I ordered, here's what I didn't get, or whatever. Shill at noagendanation.com. And uh, we'll, right. uh, we're trying to resolve everything. And I really want to thank uh, Matthew Shower and John Grumling uh, for being uh, this episode's executive producers, associate executive producers, Sir Kelly Spongberg and Noah Cutler. You guys know the deal because... Uh, well, some of you returning, although I don't think we've seen Matthew and uh, and John. Uh, they seem to be brand new, but very appreciative of your support. That is the model we've chosen. No commercial interruptions, uh, but we do allow for the Hollywood standard of people uh, supporting us and receiving credit for that. It's a real one. You can put it on your IMDb, your business card, and in your email signature. All the rest of you out there, you got to go out and do this. Please propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out. We hit people in the mouth. Before we start, John, last night I was at a surprise birthday party for Rudy Sarzo, who has played in uh, Dio and Quiet Riot and White Snake and tons of other bands, bass player. And uh, and his wife had said, you know, you guys should come. And I said, and do you sing or, or play an instrument? I was like, no. <laughs> said, uh, well, th- what can you do? I said, I got a cowbell. She said, perfect, bring the cowbell. Dude, I was on stage with like band members from ACDC, Guns N' Roses, um, uh, Michael Schenker Group. Dio uh, playing cowbell to classics like uh, Honky Tonk Woman and uh, and ACDC and this video and I'm so excited. I, I did the dishes last night. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm living that Hollywood lifestyle, Johnny boy. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, before, let's. I got to tell you, there's an update on the Hollywood Whacker story. Oh, good. Yeah, as, and of course, this is the. Uh, uh, Ronnie Chasen, who was a, a, a very well known, was a very well known uh, publicist in Hollywood, known for getting buzz going for Oscar movies uh, that often would then win the nomination. And I've always, you know, I don't want to bring her into any discredit or anything, but I've always questioned how this works. 
And I think the, the all of Hollywood, whenever unless they win, of course, then it's like, oh yeah, it's all it's honest voting. But when they don't win, everyone's always like, eh, I don't know, man, that was kind of weird. I don't know why that guy won. Uh, so she was uh, killed by. Um, now the there's a lot of it's not quite sure there was three shots or five shots, but now um, part of the coroner report has leaked out. Apparently, the uh, she was shot with hollow point bullets, mm. and, and they're making a big deal out of this. Um, which so that sounds like it would be a is that more likely that to be a an assassination attempt a, a true two to the head if it's hollow points? I don't know. I'm not an assassin. I have no idea. I mean, I don't see what difference it makes. I mean, I know one of the techniques they like to use are these, you know, uh, 22 caliber pistols, and they shoot you right in the head, and then a bullet can't exit your skull, and you get a... Yeah, this was a 9-millimeter nine, nine hollow point. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, no. <laughs> it sounds, I don't know. It sounds like someone meant it, is what it sounds like. Well, I, they definitely were... <laughs> I mean, she was meant to be killed by someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's for but sure. why? I mean, that's what we haven't boiled down. Well, the only thing is, you know, it's, you they continue to talk about here. You know, this is the CNN report. Chasen's work for three decades earned her a reputation as a publicist who could help create Oscar buzz for clients, which many times ended with Academy Awards. Well, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that she wouldn't take somebody as a client. For whatever reason, I mean, I, they should be able. If that's the case, of course, they should be able to reverse engineer the problem. But I don't know. I just think the whole thing is weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's the update on the Hollywood whacking scene. Uh, we do have. So I just no, I got nothing. I do have a bunch of. <laughs> Good night. I have some clips from. Uh, I finally. Well, well, I just had, I just had one more two to the head story, which I don't want to overlook. So the uh, co-founder of the Libertarian Party. When was this? This was over. This was over the weekend. I didn't know this. Yes, David F. Nolan, who co-founded the National Libertarian Party and helped guide it for four decades, while remaining active in politics as a candidate, including a recent run for the U.S. Senate, has died. Sixty-six years old, Nolan died Sunday in Tucson, where he lived, according to a statement released Friday by the party. Uh, his vehicle was found off the side of a roadway on Saturday evening, and emergency crews had to break in to help free him. Uh, he died in hospital the next day of unknown causes. Yes. Did it, does it actually? Does it say in the report he died in hospital? In it's he died in a hospital. It actually says oh. the next day of unknown causes. Uh, it, 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 they could have said of the car crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean they had to use the jaws of life apparently, but no, uh, unknown if you have causes. If you use the jaws of life, you were in a car crash. Yeah, but it's unknown causes. Um mm. that's uh, CBS news uh, reporting that. Yeah, it could have been a traffic wreck. Uh, I don't know. And then uh we are the now the third largest political party in America says uh Mark Hinkle who's the chairman of the Libertarian Party. Um so it could be uh could be a classic two to the head. I mean, the guy was only 66, so... Yeah, but if he's in a car wreck, I mean, come on. Well, then why don't they just say car wreck? Well, it's I like, don't know. I mean, I didn't write the story. I don't know. I, but it's, you know, it's everywhere. They're, they're incompetent nowadays. Well, it, it's, you look anywhere about this story, no one's, no one's saying anything other than unknown causes. Huh. You know, it's, it, it, more logical would be uh, he died in a car crash. But <laughs> it's just not that way. 
I don't know. It could be an, like an editor saying, uh, "Well, boy, well, died in a car crash. Well, what caused the what caused the death? Well, I don't know. He's in a car crash. Well, I don't know. It doesn't Blunt sound force right. trauma would be an easy one. <laughs> it's simple. Anyway, of course, our thoughts go out to uh, the family. I don't want to be insensitive or anything, but wow, when I read that kind of stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, political deaths are, you know, weird." I think there was also a um, the guy who was running uh, the golf operations for BP also died uh, over the past couple of days in a small airplane crash. The way they love Ooh, it. Now that sounds like a two to the head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I'll, I'll look that story up. For some reason, I don't have it on hand. Uh, but also, no media attention at all. Sorry, no media attention at all for that guy. Yeah, and you think you get some. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so I have uh, just you know I noticed I was looking at the uh, uh, No Agenda Nation maps, which show everybody who's after a certain amount of money, I guess fifty dollars or so, they show up on this map uh, at noagendamaps.com or noagendanation.com. I'm sorry, yeah. noagendanation. Hey, there's a anyway, map for that. There's a map for that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I noticed that we got nothing in Japan except for you. We have a couple of people, uh, you know, a couple of architects that are knights and a uh, I'm pretty couple sure we of other have Americans who happen to be yeah. living in Japan. But right. I, I think generally speaking, we have very low turnout. So I wanted to – I have a clip of the most recent, at least part of the most recent sumo results <laughs> and might get some attention. I'd like you to play that and maybe that will help. <laughs> sumo Sumo Results. Results. Sumo results. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of the last, of the ongoing tournament. That's oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was unawares. Miyabiyama over judo man Toyo Zakura. Tochino Nada and Shotendo winners. Toyo Hibiki closing in on the judo title. His stablemate Goedo with a fabulous basho. Tosa Yutaka slams down Okinoumi. Koryu clinches his first winning tournament ever in the top division. Thanks. I'm up to speed. Yeah. yeah, I thought people that might get us some more uh, donations at Dvorak.org slash NA. It's so simple. That's all we have to do. It works like a charm. Or maybe we should get into this Al-CIA-CADA thing that happened up in Portland. This this was laughable to me. You know, the part, when that story broke, the first thing I did is I looked up the intel. If you remember in 2002, 2003, some guy that was an engineer at Intel was busted with his buddies because apparently the group of them, uh, him and about five or six of his pals uh, after 9-11, decided to, 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 on a lark to go over to, I guess, at Pakistan or Afghanistan to see, see what was what. See what was going on. Yeah, like a little field trip. Yeah, they went out there and uh, came back and got arre- immediately arrested by the FBI and then all found guilty. And thrown in jail, uh, and uh, apparently the one guy was just the the the, the, the Intel guy was in t- as Intel semiconductor uh, was uh, released recently, and um, but he was in no jail all that time. That, he, he was in the slammer. Yeah, yeah, he was wow. in the slammer. And uh, there's no story at follow up or anything. There's, uh, of course not. I can't remember. I have his name somewhere, but but I, I, every time Oregon comes up, I'm thinking, why does anybody do anything? In Oregon, and then of course the uh, the rationale is if it the, can happen in Oregon, it can happen anywhere. Is what yeah, it and this, like and the me. bonehead that was involved in this fiasco. If, first of all, why do they always pick nineteen year old kids? Because they're and, dumb. I mean, I, my daughter is twenty, and I could I could turn her into a into. I mean, it would be easy. Give me six months, 
and I have her dialing a number. It's not that hard. You can convince kids of anything. And if you read the, so again, for those of you who don't know, uh, and the way it was reported was hilarious. Yeah, why don't you give everybody a background if they they are So the news breaks that the FBI has foiled a plot to blow up a Christmas tree lighting in Portland, Oregon. And uh, if you just listen to headlines, it's what 99% of the uh, of the human resources in the world do. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy the FBI saved us. They fo- the guy was going to blow everybody to smithereens. And then, of course, when you look in a little bit further, these um, FBI agents, and why it's FBI and not CIA, I think, is a part of the story. These well, F- CIA is not supposed to do anything on the, on our, on our, uh, in the country. Yeah, but they've been... Uh, this is... Uh, this guy is communicating. Why wasn't with it people. Homeland Security? Is the question on my mind. Well, exactly. So the, we've got the FBI uh, pretending to be operatives overseas. You know, they're uh, by the way, uh, that Google happily gave them uh, email information. If you read the, uh, um, what is it called? The uh, the affidavit, which is about thirty eight pages long. Just it's hysterically funny to read. With you know, six months. To get this kid to to finally like yeah yeah I'm at, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to go blow it all up and they in fact they offered they, they met with him right and they recorded this meeting uh, this is from the New York Times undercover agents in Mr. Mohammed's case offered him several non fatal ways that he could serve his cause including just praying but he told the agents he wanted to be operational and perhaps execute a car bombing that meeting was unfortunately not recorded due to a technical difficulty. I mean, please. <laughs> please. Yeah, yeah the By recording. What a co- coincidence? Oh, I think not. Coincidence? I think not. It's just unbelievable that they actually have the gall to say that. So then the um so they I, I guess they help him blow up a backpack somewhere out in the sticks. <laughs> like that was cool. Hey, you want to do a really big one, son? You want to do a really big one? Yeah, man, I want to do a really big one. All right, we're gonna set it up for you. And he's pretending to, you know, it's, it's total mind control. Six months of working on this kid, who, by well, the way, you know, was you take it, the feeble mind. You know, there you you could probably ten percent of the public in the United States is feeble minded enough. I mean, you can tell by yeah. polling them that you could probably t- if you could get a hold of one of these guys, if you were a couple of intelligence guys, and you could start to work them. I think within six months you could get most of these feeble minded people to do anything. And all the anything. all the kid had to do was think that there was a bomb. So you know, there was nothing planted. The FBI told them that there was something that was, you know, oh, okay, we got the bomb ready to go. All you have to do is dial the number on your cell phone. <laughs> and so, you know, so the kid dials whatever number they tell him to, and of course nothing happens and he gets arrested. And then it's a big story about how we foiled the plot and we had the mayor of Portland on television all weekend. Oh, this is so awesome. This is great. Just so you know, you know, our enemies are everywhere. It's, this it's just not true and this kid was like a rapper he was a fitness you know he was into fitness in fact and this is the thing that you have to get and i put a link in the show notes he um apparently uh, contributed an article about how to work out without going to the you know the horrible uh, gym where women expose themselves which of course i have to say it's intimidating to me <laughs> i don't go to the gym because you know, look at these dudes like i look like a schmuck and the <laughs> chicks look hot. It's guys. like, why would I want to go there and say, hey, look at me. I'm a dick. Hi. <laughs> so, of course, you know, I mean, I get it. Anyway, so we wrote an article about how to work out without weights and not being in the evil gym in uh, this web publication, which is now being referenced everywhere, called Jihad Recollections. 
<laughs> and it's a PDF. It is, John, it is the funniest thing you've ever seen. Yabiyama over judo, Oops. man. Oops, I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Um, I mean, you, you, you must get a copy of this. You can download it. It's actually, it's hosted at archive.org, of all places, which is, uh, which is quite cool. Hold on a second. I know what happened there. Uh, somehow that preview thingy came on. Um, oh, I don't know. Are you still with me, John? Did I complete- yes, hello. Yeah, I f- something like froze up here for a second. Okay, there we go. Ah, here we go. I've got it now. It's this fabulous Mac. It's uh, mm. it's hurting. Okay, jihad recol- jihad recollections. This is the uh, the fourth issue, which was uh, <laughs> released on uh, September eleventh, two thousand nine. Uh, they uh, they love to choose their dates, and yeah. it's a full color brochure. Man, this this <laughs> thing is it's absolutely stunning. Right out of Langley, the men behind nine eleven and the motives that bound them. And uh, let's see. Let's just look at the cover here and look at a couple of the uh, a couple of the cover stories that uh, we might want to read. Uh, the last moments before the world changed, as narrated by Lawrence Wright. I mean, it's like this is not Muslim people writing this. It's like spooks. It's like the whole thing is like a spook propaganda to suck you in. FBI's John O'Neill quote: "The gr- the great revival of Osama killed on nine eleven by Abu Risas." Letter from Michael Scheuer to Osama bin Laden. Hidden Reasons for 9-11, U.S. Foreign Policy in the Islamic World by Abu Bakr. Blinded by 9-11. I mean, this, it's, and it's 30, 40 pages long. And it's, you know, it's got layout, it's got editorials, it's got letters to the editor. It's crazy. Ha- well, what's it purport to be, who's it purport to be written for? By and who's it purported to be written for? Who's it for? Well, who? What is the point of it? The, I don't know. I guess are the, they trying to make it look like they're you know do? I, I, is this like a terrorist trying to make it look like a bunch of terrorists have a newsletter no, or the, what? Well, the way I read it and I read most of it is you know it's like nine eleven and global financial crisis. You know, I guess what they're trying, what this thing is trying to do, is trying to say all the ways of the West are evil and. Uh, Really, it's funny because our views are not very far separated so from what's <laughs> West, and so they're using Western uh, art directors. I mean, oh I mean, yeah, oh like, yeah, oh yeah, totally. I don't know if anybody out there. We should probably dig a few of these up that they come and go. If you've ever looked at a true jihadist site, it is the worst piece of crap <laughs> it's been ever. A while. It's been a while. <laughs> well, you should look at this because a lot of what they're saying is what you and I talk about. Like how the you know how the, make us look. Uh, I'm telling you, this is this is what's kind of funky and weird about it is a, a lot of the opinions here are well, you know, uh, the bankers are are screwing everyone over. I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I agree with that. You know what? I'm I think I'm, I'm the jihadists don't care about <laughs> the bankers, but that's what this publication is doing. I wonder why do we have to deconstruct this thing and figure out what what they're up to. Well, there's a link in the show notes at noagendashow.com. I'll take a look at it. Uh, you definitely I mean. must uh, must look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and also have a look at the affidavit. It's just funny what the lengths these guys go to. If for six months they were just totally making this kid crazy. <sighs> One thing, it shouldn't take six man months uh, times how many agents are involved. I don't know a dozen. To, to make this sort of a bust. It's just a waste of the taxpayers' money. If they got they got some guy like this on the hook, just bust him. Right. Well, the, the probable cause is, of course, uh, 
you know, they had to create the probable cause. 19-year-old kid. My kid's 20. These kids are morons. It's, it's so, come on, John, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like you can coerce. Kid, well, especially in t- with today's educational system. Thank you. But it all started with this, this kid's uh, email at gmail.com. That's how it all started. <laughs> and then right there in the affidavit, uh, you know, well, we acquired his uh, email. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Google. There's a reason why I'm gone. Before you know it, I got some guy emailing me like, you know, hey, the banker's bad. I'm like, yeah, banker's bad. Like, hey, call this number. You know, and he, <laughs> what? We, we hate the bankers, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, you you must deconstruct this jihad recollection. And we had, a, we had a meeting with Mr. Curry who said that he wanted to blow up the, <laughs> the bank. bank. Yeah, uh, We did lose the recording, but, <laughs> but in other instances, he, we know he said this a we couple were there. of times. We, but right. we lost the recording of him saying it, but he yeah. did say it. And we also and here's look at his email. He says he hates bankers. Now listen to the part of this podcast. There he is. Yeah, again. there he is. He's saying it again. I'm telling you, I it, it'll be so easy. But you'll 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 uh, you'll bust me out, won't you, John? And I'll take over the show. <laughs> Finally, it's all mine. <laughs> So, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so of- Ministry of Truth, great. Good job, guys. Happy about that. Wanted to follow up on some, a couple of, we had a, uh, uh, a couple of things we wanted to clear up. They, uh, we mentioned the, uh, the crazy guy from Executive Intelligence, which was apparently a Lyndon LaRouche stooge. Now, this was the guy who said, was this the guy who said that uh, all the kids in Afghanistan would be dead in 20 days? Uh yeah no no that's the gen no that was a that was a former congressman I'm talking yeah. about the guy who came up and they wouldn't answer oh he was questions. talking about the drug uh the, the the British opium war right right um and uh, that is all apparently a is a plug for a, a dope Inc a Lyndon Larouche book which has been re released it was released Since in 1978 it first came out I guess and it's a it's just a classic Lyndon Larouche uh, product which is eye roller well the funny thing uh, is though because I I read the the original there's a PDF floating around and the the whole introduction is thanking the fine men and women of the U S uh, intelligence services for helping them put the book together. Like, huh? So, well, yeah, of course they're going to say, oh, the Brits are doing it. Yeah, if that, yeah, no, I think that, I think you made a good point there. But anyway, we can take this, some of that with a grain of salt and, I, and go back to our original thesis that the CIA is involved in something. I know, by the way, I want to mention to people out there something that uh, uh, Eric just pointed out in the uh, uh, back channel, which is that, we, you know, we are having some pro- issues with the 10-10-10 coins, and if anyone's ordered them through PayPal, uh, you should probably ask for a refund uh, because the 90 days is kind of running out and PayPal won't do anything after that. Uh, and also, uh, if you ordered 10, 10, 10 coins on American Express, you can just yeah, tell them to give you your money back. Well, don't we want to see if we can ship them out first? Well, I think I think we should get the, if anybody wants to cancel their order. Oh, then they should do it now. They should do it now. Otherwise, right. they're not going to be able to. If okay. they did a PayPal deal. I'm still very hopeful that these things will show up at uh, Fine, but at there's nothing wrong with being conservative, and you yes. can always reorder them if, they, when they, if and when they show up. Okay. Got uh, so uh, anyone out there listening, which, you know, you got a few days, usually. So uh, on this, w- this week I did something I ended up chewing up a lot of time with. Uh, last month, Bob Woodward 
who uh, I've now re- kind of changed my opinion of him. I, even though I, you know, they, there's a lot of indication that he either has something to do with this. He's either CIA. Oh, now you're but, telling me he's a, a Russian spy? No, I think it's I think it's straight up military intelligence. Okay. Um, he was on a C-SPAN, and I watched this thing. And believe me, I uh, we you, you should donate even more money, uh, having to put me through this. What we do, so you don't have to. C-SPAN. He was on for an uh, unbelievable amount of time, and within his chat with the kind of the cute little uh, perky uh, uh, interviewer. Mm. Uh, about his book, Obama's Wars. Let's he talk dro- about her. But let's talk about her. What's her name? He he dropped bomb after bomb. Uh, in many instances, some of the most just jaw dropping weirdness. Uh, but I want to and I want to play a few of these clips. And by the way, I have one, two, three, four, five clips. I could have had fifty. Okay. And I've cut these down as much as I can. Uh, but first of all, I want to start off by, by, you know, setting the stage for some of these clips by, by doing the Bob Woodward odd double talk clip. This is a very short clip. I want you to spot the double talk. At a pretty important crossroads of history. Will you tell me more? Yes, because uh, this war has been going on since 2001. Longest war ever for this country. Right now, uh, it's in trouble. This report uh, released by Congress this week shows that it's not. And if you take in the uh, back of the book... Hmm. Did you catch it? I, what I thought I heard was this war is in trouble. This report from Congress shows that it's not. Yeah. I did, what was he saying there? He was saying that the war, you know, there's a lot of antagonism toward the Afghanistan war. Yeah. And everybody knows it's in trouble. And this report, he, he shows that it is, but he says he shows that it's not. <laughs> it's just a confusing that the war is in trouble. And this report confirms it by showing that it's not. And then, he, and then he, if you notice the, the, the timing between when he says the word not and the next word, he just jams it in there. Play it again and see how quickly he gets off of the not. At a pretty important crossroads of history. Will you tell me more? Yes, because uh, this war has been going on since 2001. Longest war ever for this country. Right now, uh, it's in trouble. This report uh, released by Congress this week shows that it's not. And if you take in the uh, back of the book... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> this, the weird. whole thing is. You, you don't think he, he just didn't finish his? He was going that it's not like working out that. or something. Is that what you he was know, trying to I say? I would have thought that. Except this goes on. This happens on and on and on. And apparently he's got a history of it. And listen to this one. This is woodwork. Well, woodwork, <laughs> <laughs> which is at guide, uh, guidecraft.com. Yeah. <laughs> this is Woodward. Uh, on Clinton Gore. Now, this what she did was she got a clip from him in '93 or '94, uh, talking about the relationship between Clinton Gore. And again, there's some double talk in here, and this goes way back. I don't think it's double talk. I think it's NLP. I think yeah, it's okay, neurolinguistic it's NL, it's programming. What it is. It's neurolinguistic right. programming because he just confuses you to hear, listen to him talk, and he talks to kind of with a yeah. kind of yeah. weird, yeah. St- not a st- stammer, yeah. but the herky jerk kind way yeah we should tr- try that team i to work. think it might work not the relationship between vice president gore and bill clinton let's listen vice president gore 
I, I think very much to his credit and to Clinton's credit, but I was surprised to hear that Gore, uh, in a moment of frustration, when Clinton asked him, what do I do about selling and making the decisions on this uh, economic plan, Gore said to him, uh, you get with the goddamn program. That's frank and candid talk uh, from anyone. Uh, I've never heard of a vice president speaking that frankly uh, to the president. And uh, as I say, it, it, it's frank and direct at the same time. It's to Clinton's credit that he will let people uh, talk to him candidly because the president needs somebody who will speak the truth. <laughs> you get with the program, Billy Boy. Now, now here's what the question that immediately comes to mind. He apparently, I guess Gore was relaying something from someone. Says, "Look, get with the program." Yeah. Now, telling somebody to get with the program means there's a program. It's not speaking the truth. What truth? No, it's just getting with the program. So this is, this is, oh, this is a great thing that Clinton <laughs> lets people speak the truth. What, what, what truth are we talking about here? No, it's just... If I say to you, hey, hey Adam, get with the program. Yeah. What is it? What, what, what truth am I referring to? The one that uh, the Rothschilds no have involved. set forth. This is like nonsense. <laughs> and this is the kind of thing that Woodward does. I, now, I admit, I don't have a number of the clips where he talks about, it's as though the White House is bugged. Yeah, do you think? What do you mean? So, as though, of course, it's bugged. Got, they record everything. There's a couple of quotes I'll put on. I bring. I have to dig them out. But I found the next show where he talks about well, Clinton or uh, Obama sends out a secret memo that says this, that, and the other. And then he said a secret. This is a secret. That. I mean, why isn't this guy in jail? I mean, if anybody else was revealing these secret this and secret that, you think they'd be busted? But anyway, let's go on. Mm-hmm. This is fun. And here. Here's another one that's kind of weird. I've only got the weird ones, not the kind of creepy ones. But here, listen to this one. Bob Woodward in Obama office with book. The dogs of war, once uh, they are unleashed, they're hard to control, sees his job as imposing clarity on the chaos of war. I showed him a quote from one of the great World War II books written by a friend of mine, Rick Atkinson, uh, Day of War, about the Italy uh, Italian campaign. And in it, uh, Atkinson, who probably understands the military and military history better than anyone, uh, just waxed eloquent in a paragraph about how war corrupts everyone and no heart goes unstained. So I handed this to President Obama and said, uh, what do you think of this? And he read it and he said, uh, I'm sympathetic to this view. Go back and read my Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech. I ran home and dug it out and there Obama says sometimes war is necessary but it is never glorious and it is a man- manifestation of human folly. This- Spoken like a true Peace Prize winner. Okay. So what you're, what he's telling me here is he goes to visit Obama to talk about uh, you know the, uh, whatever he's you know just yeah he went book. in July to get the book ready he had an interview with the president and he's carrying a book bag with him I mean he says <laughs> that oh, I, I went and visited the president so I pulled this book out yeah. which I guess I was carrying with me yet he had to and had him read a quote from it and then he ran home to go dig up the Peace Prize acceptance speech. 
this is does this make any sense to anybody? Oh, by the way, now that I'm having an interview with you. Here, read this read quote this, from read this, this book. book. Well, I mean, are you trying to tell me that this was like this is a setup? This whole Obama it's, wars thing, duh. Bob, Wood, now here's another one. Now this one here that actually JC, I have to say, caught this, and I didn't realize it, but we've got a new meme here that I think Woodward was playing with, and you, testing, I don't know if you're a gonna, weather balloon. He was testing it. He was testing this to see if it, it will catch. I think it's one. When you hear it, I think you'll identify it. It's something we should be using. It's on the disconnect, I presume? Yeah. Okay. General Petraeus, who through much of the book was the central commander in charge of Afghanistan and Iraq, is now, after McChrystal was fired, just the Afghan commander. And he says to Rahm Emanuel, the chief of staff, let me be, I'll be your lead sled dog on this. Uh, Emmanuel says, yeah, 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 but the, but there's never that team building where uh, the generals are included or some of the generals, some of the military in the inner circle in a way uh, that all the cards get turned up, face up, so everyone knows where everyone stands. Uh, there is, this is done at a certain distance now. On the other hand, in fairness to President Obama, on the intellectual level, these strategic reviews are a, a masterpiece of Professor Obama considering all of the issues, debating them, hearing people out. Uh, mind to mind, uh, in terms of substance, it is a terrific job. On the personal level, which is often more important, uh, there is this curtain that comes down and stays down. Professor Obama. You got it. Professor Obama. This Isn't is beautiful. That great? That's a beautiful one. I love it. Uh, yeah, Professor it, it, John. It, it, You're a PhD, aren't you, John? <laughs> Dr. Dvorak. Dr. Dvorak. <laughs> yes, so, uh, making you talk. <laughs> professor so the, Obama. So, so it has, it's, the, it's the point where you, he was a professor. We forget that. And it has a demeaning. It has a demeaning aspect to it. Yeah, it means like you stupid academic. Yeah, <laughs> professor. So professor he Obama. slips that in. Yeah, that's a good one. So this. So it. So it is a complete hit piece on Obama. But what you're saying is, it's, he's not CIA. He's military industrial complex. Yeah. Well, okay. Difference. Less well, less heroin. I think there's heroin. That's the difference. Difference is the heroin. So now the only one I want to play now, just the last one, and I, we can do some more some other time. This is good but, though. I, I should give you more than my half of the money for the for sitting through all this crap. So wait, this is the one that Professor. is a jaw. This this next one is a jaw dropper. I am stunned that the media hasn't picked up on this maniac just for this particular uh, little. Diddy that he has Diddy. to say. There's there's yeah. actually two things in here I want to discuss, but you have to hear the whole thing out. Bob Woodward on his voting. Uh, if, if you're telling, are you a Democrat or a Republican? And number two, I'd like to find out uh, how you voted. Uh, I think it was in 68 and 72 when Nixon was... was uh, being voted on a fair and good uh, question uh, I, because I live in the District of Columbia which is so predominantly uh, democratic I am a registered Democrat but I am uh, an avowed neutral and uh, 
to put that into practice, I take my young daughter into the voting booth and she votes for me. She's now 14. We've been doing this since she was about age four. She's now quite informed and they let you bring somebody, a child with you in the voting booth and she actually um, makes the selections. <laughs> She does my lotto numbers, too, by the way. Since she was four. <laughs> now, besides this being a bullcrap story, if ever there was, and not to mention, maybe he does do this, but it's unbelievable. Pedo bear, man. It. He's taking her in the, the booth. This is bad. The other thing that, that I thought was a little piece of NLP just kind of slipped in, because I live in D.C., which is predominantly Democrat, I'm a yeah. registered Democrat. What is that saying? Yeah. You don't have to be a registered Democrat. Just, why don't you an in, why don't you register well, as no, an independent well, no. in DC? Do no. they mug you? No, because you have no work in DC if you're not with the program, Professor Dvorak. That's that's what he's saying. It's like if you live in DC, which means you work in DC, which means you have a vocation, it only works if you're on board with the program. That's that's what I took away from it. Well, I took away from it that he's an idiot. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me just change the mood a little bit. Uh uh, Gitmo Nation, Great White North, uh, they've got a lot of hockey games. And uh, this is a commercial that's been running uh, um, on, the, uh, on the, the Gitmo channel up there. This is their national news organization, a commercial uh, for The National, which is their big news uh, program, their big uh, government run. I guess government run, right, CBC? Yep. Yeah, government uh, ministry of truth. Listen uh, to their commercial and tell me which word they're missing. So... What's in a good story? Hypocrisy? Absolutely. Anger? Anger. Hope. Loss. Sorrow? Sorrow. Joy. Suffering. Reward. Humor and consequence. The things we fear. The things we desire. Human weakness. Human decency. Those are the things we look for. And we know where to look for them. So look for us. Every night. Seven nights a week. On CBC News. CBC News. On CBC News. The National. The National. The National. The National. All right, that's uh, the national. Uh, so this is what they think a good story consists of. What uh, word did you miss there, John? Well, news would be one of them. Or how about truth? <laughs> it's like it's got to be emotional, human, uh, yeah, scary, truth. frightening. Good catch. Yeah, but, truth. Yeah, let me so, just, uh, just one more time. Story? It's really good. Hypocrisy? Absolutely. Hypocrisy. Anger. 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 Loss. Loss. Sorrow. Sorrow. Joy. Joy, suffering, suffering war, and consequences, fear, fear desire, slave, weakness, desire, indecency. weakness, indecency. Shut up, slave. We know where to look for it. We know where to get so that. Look for us. Amazing, isn't it? I think Entertainment Tonight would have the same list. <laughs> they should. At least they're honest about what they're doing. I like that. But wow. <laughs> It's like we should have commercials like that for all news. We the look word for facts everything. Was also facts, yeah. No, another one is uh, facts and truth. Facts Forget and it. truth and news. Uh, hey, hey, the slaves up there in Gitmo Nation, Great White North. <laughs> Good work. Yeah, that's from one of our producers. He caught that, which was great. He said it ran thirty times during the hockey game. It was wow. driving me nuts. I like it though. I think that's very very funny. Hey, today by the way, they're voting in Haiti, John. No. Yes, today is the uh, long-anticipated uh, election in Haiti. Uh, Preval, of course, uh, no longer uh, eligible for a re-election. Of course, you know, Wyclef Jean uh, was kicked out. But uh, the main contender now, I, I hate to say it, but it seems like I can. I have a crystal ball here. Let me guess. <laughs> Clinton. No. Sweet no. Mickey Martelli. 
<laughs> Don't you remember Sweet Mickey? No. Yeah, we talked about him. He is a. He was also. He's a former. Uh, he's a musician, and he also uh, was. Oh, on, he's the uh, guy. Yeah, White yeah, Jean. They're like rivals. Yeah, and so uh, they, they became rivals artificially. Yeah. So uh, Sweet Mickey Martell Martelli is uh, is poised. So it's him essentially. All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere, and he's the he's the guy. And uh, Jude Celestine, who was a protege of Preval, who's uh, getting moved out. Um, so I, I would have to say Celestine is probably going to win, because I guess if he's a Preval guy, then he's in, right? So they, they drum up this sweet Mickey Martelli after... May, I think here's what happened. Maybe... So first, you know, it was obvious we needed a, a, a takeover. There's now 12,000 peacekeepers in... Uh, in Haiti, 12,000. And they're keeping the peace by shooting people with cholera. Um, I think what happened is, you know, it's at first, like, oh, we need this place. we got to set up our hotels. Clinton wants the casino, uh, Clinton Casino Way. You know, we need our offshore bank. They've been trying this for decades. Okay, finally, we've got it. Oh, unfortunate earthquake in a place that never hasn't had an earthquake for 90 years and all of a sudden devastation. And then we throw some cholera in there now, which has been admitted, uh, was brought in by the U.N. peacekeeping force. Uh, they brought the cholera in. It, inadvertently or not, they brought it in. They're admitting to it because there has not been cholera there. How do you do there. it inadvertently? What do they, they have, a bunch of uh, cholera? Some guy in the hospital with, a, hey, can you wear this blue hat? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how did they get... Well, hey, could you poop they, in the river, please? How did this happen? Well, it makes saying no it, sense to me. Well, that someone who uh, was with the UN peacekeeping... This is what they're saying themselves now. Someone who was with the UN peacekeeping force... I'm sorry, peacekeeping... Uh, had cholera and uh, and introduced it into the population by pooping in the river. And they let fly? I mean, how did this happen? This whole thing is bogus. I mean, cholera is not, some, is not something you could walk around like, you know, uh, you know, typhoid Mary with no symptoms. I, I'm just telling you what the Ministry of Truth prints. That's all. All right. So I think what happened is they needed a shill. They needed a popular shill to go up against the protege, uh, Preval's protege, Jude Celestine. By the way, et tu, Brutus, and you, Judas. Nice name, Jude. Um, and so they tried uh, Wyclef Jean, but his head got too big. I think that's what happened. Wyclef Jean was like, hey, I'm actually going to do some shit here. Uh, oh, I can do this. And of course he can. Actually, do some work. Yeah, I'm actually do something, and you know, and then you know, but then he got. Whoa! <laughs> Hold on there, son. That's not what you're supposed to do. And then he was like on the jet, on the Clinton oil jet, and he's like got his suits on. They're like, oh, wait a minute, this guy actually might like. No, no, this is no good. Uh, we need. Uh, hey, who was that douche who played? He puts on his record. Yeah, sweet Mickey Martelli. Yeah, good name by the way, sweet Mickey Martelli. And now he all of a sudden is the front runner. Like, out of nowhere. So I think uh, it's pretty obvious what is happening uh, yes. there in... Uh, Rigged elections. Do you think? Uh, by the way, uh, n- there should be no problem with the people not being able to show up uh, to vote. Uh, because they're, let me see, they're dying. They're puking their guts out of cholera and no one's helping them. I swear to God, you know, you've said it before, John. They should just, why don't they just go shoot them? Just shoot the people of Haiti. And by I the way, doing that. Where, I think that's going yeah, on. Yeah, they're doing that too. But it's, it's not massive enough. It's just one at a time. And where's the video of all this? We had tons of video. Oh, we've saved another baby from the rubble. 
But now when the people are puking their guts out and dying of cholera and being shot by peacekeepers, where's the video? Where are you, CNN? Hey, Anderson Cooper, how come you're not there, douchebag? Pisses me off. Anyway, so you watch. That'll uh, be the outcome there. And then uh, Haiti will be saved. We'll sweep all of the bodies under the rug. And uh, in uh, five years from now, John, uh, I will invite you on a fine vacation. And, North Shore. Uh, North Casino. Shore the of Clinton Haiti. Casino. The, the Clinton Casino on uh, uh, Bill and Hillary Way. Maybe it'll be Avenue. Maybe they'll get an avenue out of it. And uh, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. And everyone who donated money and is just sitting at home going, huh? You should be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed that you're not like up in arms and, and you're not protesting Anderson <laughs> Vanderbilt <laughs> Cooper's uh, Especially penthouse. the blind donations to your cell phone. Yeah. The, which the red, it, they're still shilling for that on the U, on the usaid.gov you can still say oh and the money's going to go to the red cross and the money's going to go to the bushclintonfoundation.org haven't seen their numbers either by the way still looking for their numbers to come out they barely have a website oh anyway so that's uh, that is actually my uh, my pet peeve of the day um, uh, I, I, play I, it. I, it's, it's almost good play it no 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 it's, it's i hate my jingle <laughs> Your jingle is good. My jingle is lame. Well, it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. Mine doesn't either. So I got a couple of things. Uh, there's just a little, to clear up some more of the stories that we did the last few days, the last few shows. I want to play the North Korea. We talked about this. You have some in, uh, some input uh, yeah, from, yeah. A, from an source. unexposed source saying that the South Koreans fired at the North Koreans, and that's why they returned fire. Yeah, they were doing but, an exercise. And so in the NHK, Japanese news service, uh, took the feed from the North Korean news service and reported it. And the North Koreans said the exact same thing. So we were just going to, I want to play this clip to just confirm the fact that they were exchanging volleys between the North and the South. It wasn't a one-way deal. The North Korean Central News Agency said in an editorial on Saturday that any civilian deaths were very regrettable. However, the editorial accuses South Korea of using civilians as human shields by bringing them into military facilities. On Yeonpyeon Island, two civilians were reportedly found dead near a South Korean military facility on Wednesday. The North's editorial also placed blame on the United States and said it plotted the exchange of artillery fire between the two Koreas. This is Tokyo Rose. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll reiterate that uh, South Korea was doing an exercise, and they said, hey, we're going to do an exercise over here, so we're going to be shooting uh, kind of across the border there. North Korea sent a fax. Uh, hey, don't do that. <laughs> then, then South Korea fired, and North Korea fired back. But what I said was it was try- to try and distract from this... Uh, legendary exchange between russia and china where they've not apparently they've decided to use the euro as their uh, monetary unit of exchange for uh, gas and and other energy sources which will be completely circumventing not only uh, the united states but the united states currency uh, and if if it's true that they're actually going to use the euro then whoa uh, look out well, we'll see. Luckily, they got the euro pumped up. We can just turn that around. Uh, talking about the euro, I might as well play a clip I have here of John Bolton slamming the EU just to, uh, you know, even though he, he does this routinely. Uh, he, uh, it's, a, it's a point, I think, that we should reiterate, which is the EU is really a fascist dictatorship. The uh, parliament that they have there doesn't now, who do Who is anything. John Bolton again? 
John Bolton's an ex UN ambassador who was always considered a big douchebag when uh, when Bush hired him. But we <laughs> played clips from him. we played clips from him before, and his 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 analysis of international stuff is quite good and and uh, straightforward. You know, we still in many states vote for judges uh, and uh, vote to recall judges. I think that's a good thing. Uh, I could see a little of that at the federal level as an experiment from time to time. The Europeans are horrified that we vote for judges. Uh, so, so starting from what I think is a different uh, basis uh, in many respects, now look at the phenomenon of the European Union. Which, uh, which encompasses the uh, the the all virtually all of the domestic policy decisions of the member governments conducted in Brussels in mass meetings of diplomats and bureaucrats from around the European Union uh, with next to no transparency or visibility. And many of them not even elected. Certainly next to no democratic accountability on the, on the, on the part of the people who actually live in the European Union. The figures uh, were compiled in Britain some time back, and they're absolutely shocking. They vary a little bit depending on who you're listening to, but something like between two-thirds and 90% of all the legislation that Parliament passes today is simply enacting into UK law uh, decisions that have already been made in Brussels. Now, that is phenomenal. Uh, and, and in other countries, I'm sure the, the percentage is roughly the same. That's why in Europe today they talk about the democratic deficit, because uh, none of the uh, members of the so-called executive of the European Union are elected by anybody other than uh, other government bureaucrats. The European Parliament is, if I may say so, a joke uh, that has virtually no influence over the workings of the European Union, and uh, it doesn't look like that's going to change. And you know, can I just uh, jump in here, John? I'm, I'm so glad you, uh, you bring this up. So for two things I want to uh, uh, kind of um, yeah, jump into here. So one is uh, that, uh, what do you say, like an astounding 90% of all, uh, all laws are basically made at Starfleet Command, and then they're just kind of taken and uh, rubber stamped by rubber the stamp. various countries. So let me give you one right now, which came out on Friday. Scientists give all clear for meat and milk from cloned cattle. It's now safe. And uh, this, of course, has been approved by... Uh, the, Brussels. Uh, by Brussels is that uh, everyone in Britain, in uh, Gitmo Nation East, can now drink milk uh, and eat meat from uh, genetically modified beasts. Well, these aren't genetically, well, I guess they would be. If you're cloned, they're my, what do you mean? <laughs> they're cloned. Well, that, a clone is not the same as modified, it's just cloned. Yeah, modified to be not new and, and individual, but to be the same. So, yeah. <laughs> come on, it's, that's modification. All right, it's freaky, let's put it that way. And then Barroso is in... Uh, well, I mean, when, why? Why? Because... I mean, wait a minute. I mean, it's so easy for a cow to have more... You know, to create cows. Why would you go through this rigmarole uh, to, to clone cattle and then legalize the milk? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, it's well, stupid. Let's, let's read... It's obviously the, to benefit some cloning company. Well, let's read what, uh, what the article says. Um, so, first of all, Andrew Wage, chief scientist at the Food Standards Agency, the committee has confirmed that meat and milk from cloned cattle and offspring shows no substantial no substantial difference. Oh, wow. Words matter. No substantial is not the same as no. Right. No substantial difference to conventionally produced meat and milk, therefore, is unlikely 
to present a unlikely. Food- <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's see if they say why this is good. Uh, yeah, why is this good? I'm looking at. It. I'm reading. I'm speed reading through the article. Uh, I'm telling you, this operation, this EU operation, invites so much corruption. Oh yeah, that it's just it's mind boggling. And the fact that the public of Europe is putting up with this, I, although I wonder how much they are putting up with it. Oh, but they, well, they don't. Are. But the thing is, it, it doesn't even have to be labeled. This is happening in this country too. But well, they tried to do a thing with BST, this bovine whatever. Yeah, it is but there's that, still no labeling requirement. We could be eating that for all we know. But there's because there's no labeling requirement. Yeah, there should be. And what's you know what's weird about that is that the EU is all hung up on labeling. Yeah, well, not when like, it comes for example, to this. Nowadays, you can't label. They make a big deal. Like the Swedes and some of the more uh, the Scandinavian Nordic countries, they do uh, jams and jellies from some of these exotic berries that they grow beautifully because, you know, be- berries grow better in these cold climates. I mean, uh, a, uh, a raspberry from Washington State will be better than, generally speaking, than one so, front. Uh, but I, I think... Just thinking logically, you know, even though they're not going to tell us human resources why it's uh, good to have cloned uh, beasts, it's because it's cheaper and easier to raise one in a jar. Isn't that the the simple I answer? I don't see how that could be. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's of course more it is. Expensive. No, because they'll eat dirt. You know, they, they, eat, <laughs> they, <laughs> they eat dirt. It doesn't cost anything to feed them. Here, cow has some dirt. I'm, I'm I'm made to like dirt. Make it sound like a bunch of really dumb looking cows. Yeah. It's not that that cow's not dumb already. Well, there you go. I mean, it can't be. Even keep that. It can't There's be anything different. This is to benefit some company that's doing this. This well, is everything's to, everything's to benefit some company that someone's. Well, in that's bed again. With. Let me get back to the the labeling thing. So the Swedes now, and they always used to put a little Swedish flag on their jellies. The EU says no. You can't. We're trying to get away from these country, this nationalist, the crap. So you cannot put the Swedish flag on jelly or jams, and it has to be with the rest of them. We all have to be competing equally, and it's just like this is to benefit some jam makers who make inferior products. Well, of I course, they- of course, everyone's got an. I got some clips coming up after we we uh, thank some donors, but just a a quick uh, thirty second clip here from the. Um, the commander of Starfleet Command, uh, Barroso, and uh, he lays it out. I mean, this is, he is now confirming what John Bolton just said. Complete confirmation of what the United States of Europe is really all about. The important thing is that we in Europe continue to identify now the right reforms and that we carry those reforms through with one shared goal, making sure that all our citizens will benefit from a smart, sustainable, inclusive growth on our continent. We believe that without fiscal consolidation, we will not have growth. For a very simple reason. Without fiscal consolidation, there will be no confidence. Without confidence, no investment. Without investment, no growth and no employment. So to put the public finances in order is an absolute prerequisite for growth and for social commitment, precisely because we want in Europe to keep what we generally call a social market economy. We want to keep a welfare state. There you go. So that means uh, you have to uh, give up your money, uh, give up uh, a part of your paycheck. That's called social commitment. That's a, that's a great me Social commitment, everybody. Like uh, it. Yeah, so we can keep the, uh, so we can keep the, uh, the welfare state going. 
And uh, and and just to that point, I got a, a very nice email that I just want to read uh, from Gitmo Nation Leprechaun. Uh, Adam and John, thanks for a year of value for value. We're looking forward to our donation once we can again this Christmas. As one of us in, as one of us is a government employee, and we are now down twenty five percent of one wage in Ireland. And servants like us are being asked to cut services from old people as the snow covers the island. The country is falling apart here, man. I personally work for a medical device company, an American one, in Ireland that I know are selling defective product. When the market is selling at a great price, I have seen this. We are uh, a Lake Region medical company, and I also believe we will go public in the next 18 months. (laughs) It's like, oh, man, I feel so bad. I feel really, really, really horrible. And there's Barroso, like, hey, it's the welfare state. You give up your money to the rich. That's how it works here. Unbelievable. Have some meat. And some milk. Have some some fake milk and some, God knows, carcinogenic meat. Ah, anyway. Wow. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. So we didn't get a lot of donations uh, this week, but we got enough to get by. Uh, kind of our welfare state. So let's let's begin. <laughs> it's a with welfare a, state, I tell you. Let's <laughs> begin with a couple of ninety nine dot ninety niners, including yeah. which requires Adam to actually jump in. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with uh, Corey Watlow of North Tustin, California. Niner, 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 niner to Corey Watlow LLC. He's enjoyed Sunday's show, one of the better ones in his opinion. And he is a guy, this includes a boarding pass subscription. And he's thankful that we do the show. Uh, he's made him sound, uh, he, for one thing, he likes to break down in the Clinton Foundation. He also wants to thank us for making him sound smart in his social circles. Oh, we're like getting him laid. bombs once in a while. Yeah, we're getting him laid, I'm telling you. Uh, then we've got uh, Parola. Gustafson, Gustafson. Niner, 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 niner. Parola, Gustafson, Gustafson. And he's in uh, uh, Sweden. Thirty-three, <laughs> <laughs> goes to Curry's Cloud. A good idea. Thirty-three, thirty-three goes to the douching of Google for uh, for owning me and kicking me uh, off the blessed cloud. So you give a douche. Uh, Douchebag. Uh, thirty-three, thirty-three for some cloud karma. Seems to be having a shortage in the morning. Happy Thanksgiving. A little bit of a cloud karma. Hold on a second. You've got karma. And then we've got uh, Robert Macbeth of Vancouver, British Columbia, six five dot four three. Listening to No Agenda while delivering the mail in Vancouver, BC, in the morning. Yes, in the morning to you. Delivering we've the got mail. Got a mailman. Uh, hey, you mean a postal worker? A postal <laughs> resource. <laughs> Uh, then in Davis, California, Shrinivas, 5555. Uh, Christina Fabriani, or Fabiani, in, Fabiani, in Hamilton, Ontario, double, Ontario, double nickels on the dime. Long overdue contribution for keeping John and Adam from becoming the crazies on corners with cardboard conspiracies. <laughs> we're so close. We're, we were, we're, we're borderline we're, already. We're one uh, donation week away. <laughs> From being was, that guy. <laughs> I received a uh, promotion at work after being told by the upper echelon that I'm a valuable resource. Oh, yes. In the morning. You know, uh, we just want to, to tell you that uh, we here at uh, 
uh, Acme Inc. feel that you're a very valuable resource. <laughs> Thanks, boss. How could could you? How could you? Did you just sit there and go? <laughs> you're kidding me, right? Right. <laughs> a resource. I'm a resource. Well, congratulations. We're happy for your karma, and thank you for the support, of course. Uh, a couple of knighthood layaways continuing. DUI-help.com and Barry Wilson uh, from New South Wales. Sir Barry, actually, and Sir Joshua. Uh, and finally, uh, Michael Proctor of uh, New South, another one from New South Wales, $50. And Mark Fusco, which is just a great name, San Antonio, Texas, $50. Hi, John and Adam, finally sending a donation and looking for some karma. You've got... Karma. He's trying to become a sommelier at a restaurant. Hopefully, oh. I'll know this coming week. I'll let you know how it goes. If it goes well, first bottle on me. Hey. When you visit. All right, great. And we appreciate the support. And we, of course, appreciate the support of everyone who's uh, on the uh, lucky $30 a month subscription, the $33.33 uh, boarding pass to the mothership. And, uh, of course, all the $5 donations. Uh, down a bit, uh, obviously, this week. But, uh, um, as John said, we're getting by. So and I uh, want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, or the no agenda, or no, www.noagendashow.com, and there's a link there to help us out, for uh, keep us going here on the show. Uh, we welcome all producers who want to donate more than $200 and become uh, actual producers of the next show. And we also have the next show coming up, which is number 257, I believe. Yeah. This is, our, this is our last our last show in the in the bit the, na- the last bit in the bucket. Yeah, if this this show two fifty seven, someone wants to donate two fifty seven, we'll uh, give you a special we'll call. Give out. You a special uh, created by credit, and uh, hopefully uh, you still have today left. I want to remind you that we were here on Thanksgiving, and uh, we were doing a show. We do it no matter what the holiday is because most of them are fake anyway. Uh, we are here, and uh, we uh, assassinate the media as best as possible for you. And please continue to propagate the message, get more people to listen, and uh, they eventually will uh, want to even out the douchebag ratio and support the show. And uh, we need it, because that's that's what we've decided to do a long, long time ago. No commercials, we, no interruptions, no money right, from private companies. Right, and no company. fake, you know, uh, ersatz commercials where we claim it's not a commercial, and then we play a commercial <sighs> like they do on the yeah. National uh, uh, Treasure, uh, NPR, and uh, PBS. So there was a, uh, I went down my own rabbit hole uh, this weekend uh, as a story came out of Florida, the Sunshine State. Now, five years ago, a a, a bill passed in, uh, in Congress and the Senate, I guess the bill passed, period, uh, the Real ID Act of, I think, 2005. And uh, the whole idea behind this Real ID Act is uh, essentially to get us all to carry papers. Which is something that uh, traditionally, in the, for Europeans, it's like, oh, what's your problem, right? Because you guys have a history of showing your papers to the authorities. Uh, but we don't have to do that in uh, the United States. We don't have to give you our social security number. We don't have to do any. We don't have to give that to the authorities, I don't think, John. I don't think you give your social security number to anybody if you don't want to, although it's asked for all the time. And so now they want to uh, have an official uh, approved um, identification mark of the beast. Uh, which would include, well, and this is the rabbit hole I went down. Of course, everyone's afraid it's going to include biometrics, RFID chips, all kinds of stuff. 
And Florida kind of kicked it off um, in the Sunshine State with uh, the following report. I'll play, uh, a, a, it's, a, it's like four minutes, a little bit too long, but I'll be able to stop it after the pertinent information comes out. An I-team investigation now that sounds a bit like grade school. Get a gold star on your Florida driver's license and you'll be allowed to board an airplane. No gold star. You could be out of luck. It's all part of the Real ID Act, passed by Congress five years ago to help make travel safer. But as ITEM ah. investigator Stephen Stock has discovered... Safer. Now, by the way, remember I promised I was going to uh, play some clips that pertain to how everyone is just making money off of everything. And wait until you hear the douchebag who's involved in this scam. What's really being beefed up are the profits for the identity management industry. Never, ever, ever, ever. Oscar Perez can't ever remember being asked for a social security card in order to get a driver's license. Alex Hernandez has the same gripe. Over the phone, I was just uh, told maybe a couple bills, something with my name, my address, and that should be it. Uh, Now apparently they want that plus the social as well. Providing an authentic social security card is just one of a list of new requirements for what's become known as the National ID Program, named Real ID. The 9-11 Commission found that the hijackers were gaming the driver's license system. Wisconsin Congressman James Sensenbrenner sponsored the Real ID law. The states that refuse to cooperate are going to end up forcing their residents to get a form of federally approved ID. Under the law, beginning in 2014, people without a gold star on a driver's license or ID card will not be allowed to board a commercial airplane, enter a federal building, or a nuclear facility. I I just had an idea, John. Why don't we sew a gold star onto our clothing? There you go. <laughs> That's an idea. It should be a six-pointed a star. star. Yeah, a, a six-pointed star on my uh, on my vest. Uh, that, it just hit me. What a great idea. Only a passport that costs more than $100 will be used as an acceptable substitute. First of all, we set up a system where uh, a state DMV would have to check against other states. Now, wait for it. Wait for it. You're going to love this. Databases. And secondly, they restricted driver's licenses only to people who are legally present in the United States. This is an attempt at standardizing uh, all 50 states' driver's licenses. Florida Senator Bill Nelson supports the concept of Real ID while acknowledging its personal privacy concerns. That will help when you're checking somebody's ID to see if they are who they say they are. There's just one problem. Only 15 states have met this year's deadline to adopt Real ID. 27 of the states have passed laws or resolutions against Real ID. Eight more states have done nothing. It becomes like a permission slip from school. Chris Calabrese serves as legislative counsel for the American Civil Liberties Union in Washington, D.C. Where things you used to be able to do as a free American, like vote and work, now suddenly you've got to get permission from the government to do those things through a national ID card. But it's not the federal government. It's individual states that are collecting your personal information. And for the most part, those states are relying on private corporations to collect the data. Does that raise even more troubling issues? It does. I mean, for the private corporations, this is like surveillance on steroids because they use it to make money. And we're talking big money. The Department of Homeland Security estimates it will eventually cost nearly $10 billion to implement Real ID nationwide. 
According to the U.S. Senate Office of Public Records, the list of private companies wanting to participate in Real ID skyrocketed from 15 in 2001 to nearly 900 last year. Now, who could be a part of this? One of the leading companies benefiting from all this is L1 Identity Solutions. Uh, We're suggesting by putting this card in front of someone that we are who we claim to be. Former Coast Guard Commandant and Homeland Security Deputy Secretary James Loy was the first director of TSA. Loy now serves on L1's board of directors. Oh, I love this. It, it, it took me like a, a couple minutes to get to the, to the beauty part, but here he is, a former Homeland Security uh, officer, Gitmo Nation, shut up, slave worker. And uh, I think after six months, he left to, uh, to serve on the board of this company that's now turning around and selling shit to us slaves. Now, listen to his uh, clarification and, uh, and his reasoning behind how cool this and okay it is to do this. Our challenge is to make certain that in this public utilization of that data, it is protected. Six months after the Real ID Act was signed into law, Loy left the government and now, as an L1 board member, makes money off the very program he helped create. (laughs) That's absolutely perfectly legitimate, and if I can help them do that and uh, and the shareholders of the company are uh, beneficiaries as a result, so be it. That's that's part of of a good American economic way of doing business. That's That's right. Capitalism at its best. That's capitalism for you. Play, play the douchebag thing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Douchebag. Unbelievable. So, so I'm like, L1, huh? Sounds a lot like L3, doesn't it? So uh, I figure I'll go look at uh, L1. What is this company all about? Because, of course, you know, this is where the news breaks down. The news ain't going to go any further than that. We've got to move on to uh, some drama. And some blood and, uh, you know, local, uh, you know. Kylie tr- Cyrus. <laughs> there you go. Who had a horrible dress on, according to the fashion police. Oh, just dreadful. Just dreadful, yes. Oh, by the way, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, just horrible shoes. So then the uh, biometrics task force, there's like a porn uh, gathering, uh, which is the, the government is there. And it's, all, and it's just uh, this, this website, which is linked in the show notes at noagendashow.com, is... is it's just unbelievable when uh, when you see all. I mean, there's video. There's all kinds of different companies selling stuff. And here's this woman. Uh, on, I think on behalf of L. Uh, she must must be part of the. Well, let's listen to the clip. Uh, I'm not going to play all of it, but you'll you'll get the idea as to what the actual plan is. Now, you've just heard the way they do it is they set it up. It was set up, you know, some uh, some ideas in government. We'll pass a couple of laws. Then we leave to go, you know, go help out the company and shepherd the contracts in and make a bundle. It's all about money, not about your safety, your security, or mine. Uh, by the way, this is a promotional video for L1. I'm telling you, L1 is great. They're going to track your every single move, your face, your palm, your ass. We've got it all. And I've got to tell you, L1 Communications, they are the future. Shit, the intro was longer than I expected. Sorry. Hi, this is Zach Martin, editor of Guardian ID Magazine and ThirdFactor.com at the Biometric Consortium Conference in Tampa. Today we spoke with Lisa Swan of the Biometric Task Force about how the DOD is using biometrics in theater in Iraq and Afghanistan. 
Uh, so again, you just got to wait for a minute uh, as she talks about yeah, theater, Iraq, Afghanistan. But then all of a sudden, the uh, the monkey comes out of the sleeve, as we say in the Netherlands. Ben Hyde again are two of the systems that we're using, uh, and they are the most prevalent systems in theater. Both can be used for verification, um, for identification. Typically, when we're enrolling someone, um, we will use something like the the bat has more capability. The bat, and they have this logo of a bat, John. It's awesome. And by the way, this is for enrollment. Notice the the fine use of the word enrollment. I like that. Yeah, yeah very because, good. Yeah, you, know, you enroll. It takes effort. Yeah, because you can enroll someone into prison, but you can enroll them into school or other th- or Boy Scouts for all I care. However, hide also can be used. Hide H I I D E. Um, the hide. The difference with the hide is that it is a handheld. It can be taken a lot of places that the bat really isn't practical. The downside is the hide has to plug into the bat to download <laughs> its records and to upload its its watch listing capabilities. So both can be used for both applications. It just depends really on what you're trying to do and where in terms of which you would choose. And actually, hide and bat the biometrics automated tool set are biometrics automated tool set. John, this is what it's all about. We've got to get our biometrics. And by the way, there's a reason, I believe, when you're in the scanner that you have to face one certain way and hold your hands up with your palms out against the, uh, the scanner. I believe that they're taking your palm biometrics. There's no other reason for you to have to do that, is there? I can't think of any. So, and we know that there's, you know, there's some reports of them saving facial pictures. Of course, they could just take a picture of you, but no. Uh, I think that the biometrics are being tracked in these scanners. The two most prevalent systems that we're using in theater today. Um, but there are in other theater. systems. In theater. Well, it's, it's in theater, but that's about to change. As well. And we use them for a variety of applications. Um, we use them for taking biometrics from detainees, for example, to record their information so we can tell if we have encountered these people before. We also use biometrics to verify the identity of individuals. Is this person who they claim to be? And an example of that would be for someone who is uh, a non-U.S. citizen but working on a U.S. facility. Their biometric credential says, yes, this person is who they claim to be. We know them. They're vetted and they're okay to be in this place. So those are two examples. Uh, we also use biometrics for, uh, de- I'm sorry, not detainee operations, but... Uh, Standby. Checkpoints. Checkpoints. As someone is checkpoints. entering an area, perhaps. Or Sounds a lot like those TSA uh, checkpoints. Random checkpoints. checks. Again, it's, do we know this person? Have we encountered them before? Or is this person who they claim to be just a verification? As you know, biometrics have been around for a long time, oh, and yeah. fingerprints have been oh. the... Oh, yeah. You, you oh, know yeah. that. Hey, Slave, you know that. It's been around for a long time. Shut up, Slave. You know this. It's, it's nothing new. The method of choice, if you will. Um, Who is we're this moving- woman? She's with the Department of Defense. She's with the military. She, but l- listen to what she's about to say. She's about to blow your mind. ...into other modalities. We're now certainly using a lot of iris. Um, we're using palm, um, facial, moving toward DNA. And so we'll continue to... This is all the things that are being introduced into the civilian uh, life right now. Palm, fingerprints, DNA, all that, checkpoints. It's all... This is, this is words that we use today in our civilian um, security. Explore and embrace new modalities. And also to look at um, biometrics at a distance. How can we do things further away? How can we do things less intrusively? How can we do them... Less intrusive. It's all the same stuff. Cheaper. How can we do them faster? You know, the old adage of faster, better, cheaper. <laughs> but it really does apply. Especially <laughs> That's great. as funding starts to come down... The, the okay, stand by. systems have to be 
more cost-effective, um, and also they have to be able to scale to handle a, a very large population. A very large population, John. We're not talking about prisons here, I don't think, do you? A very large population. Where could that population be? So I think you'll see us moving in that direction in terms of the technology and also the policy to allow us to use biometrics across a variety of fronts. Ah, ah, the technology and the legal framework here to use this technology across a variety of fronts. Ooh, I'm, I'm getting chills. Our focus to date has been mostly on, on the military application side, but I believe where we're headed for the future is on the, the friendly side, using biometrics to support services to enable applications like access to financial records. Or- oh, right, of course, friendly, access to financial records. Access to medical services. Oh, medical services, like the Obama health care bill. For our U.S. population. Our U.S. population, thank you. Three minutes and 33 seconds to get to that point, but there it is. Our U.S. population. Mm. Thank you very much. That's what it's all about. Well, congratulations to the 27 states who are resisting this so far. Yeah, California, unfortunately, not one of them. California's in on the game. It's stupid. Well, it's a bunch of Democrats. What do you expect? Anyway, so then there's... Uh, the Democrats become these, these pushovers for, uh, for in government intrusion. They actually... They, you know, when did I mention the Sinclair Lewis story last show? I don't think so. Sinclair Lewis uh, was a, a very famous writer who wrote The, uh, the Jungle, and very, everybody has to read that book at least once in their life. The Jungle? Yeah, The Jungle. It's about the, the meatpacking industry in Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, this is one the for the book club. This one for the book club. I have not read yeah, this. Yeah, the book club. It's good. The great. Jungle. Yes, The Jungle. So uh, Sinclair Lewis is a socialist, uh, and he self-published a lot of books, and he's a very interesting character. And he ran for governor of California, almost won. And the uh, special that's now on uh, TCM, Moguls in Hollywood, oh. uh, talk about the fact that it was actually the Hollywood uh, folks that derailed his campaign because he was on his way to becoming governor of California. And, the, and his main focus uh, was to repeal the state sales tax. Hmm. So I'm wondering how the Democrats, socialists, progressives or whatever went from being this anti-taxation, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of this, freedom of that, uh, liberty, the whole thing, to being, if you talk to a Democrat today, they, they, they will tell you, if you ask them that, we should increase the taxes. We want more taxes. I mean, who does that? I mean, well, how did how did the, the, the Democrats go from becoming or being a very libertarian in their outlook and, and against taxes to being pro taxation, going along with the program because, with stuff uh, like this? I, I can answer that question. What the hell happened? It's real easy. Because they know all they have to do is get the taxes, raise the money, then leave the government, go to a, a private organization, and go get the money that they just raised. That's what's happening. This is what this is. Don't you see that? Yeah, like, the Republicans do that too. So yeah, of course they do that do. too. They all do it. They all do it. It's a bunch of corrupt crooks. The entire government is just peopled with these jokers. And the fact that this guy would be going from, and then to rationalize, yeah, I was in L1, I helped pass the law, and I went over, and nobody thinks that, and there's no corruption investigation over this? And then meanwhile, we have Chris Matthews jumping all over this woman on the last show, I would recommend listening to it again, where who just came out to mention that Chertoff is involved with this same kind of scam, yeah. being on one side of the story, pushing a certain agenda, and then jumping ship and going he, over at the least, company. At least he 
waited, uh, but at least and he, then he bitches about it. But at least uh, Chertoff waited a year and is only consulting. This guy, literally, he was responsible for the legislation. Leaves after six months and is on the board of a company and actually is proud of it. That's the American way. That's the capitalist system at its best. Well, that's what he says. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely not true. It's not. It's the capitalist system at its, it's worst. That's uh, unbelievable. Okay. Anyway, John, I got some great news for you. The science oh. is in. There's a website. There's a website for us. There's a website, and uh, you know, science has come under severe distress recently. By, by the way, back up a second. Did I? I said Upton Sinclair, didn't I? Or no. did I say Sinclair Lewis? Sinclair Lewis. It's Upton Sinclair. I'm sorry. I always confuse those two names. I would go back up. It's Upton Sinclair who ran for governor, and Upton Sinclair wrote The Jungle. Sorry. Upton Sinclair. We will, yeah. uh, we will strike that from the record. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh, not as emb- embarrassing as the website sciencecheerleader.com. Uh, I suggest you surf to that right now, sciencecheerleader.com. Uh, because, of course, science is, uh, has a bad rap. Really, really bad rap because science is now, of course, equated to guys who uh, uh, lie and make up shit to uh, pretend that the world is overheating. And now we've got hot chicks to take over from them. cheered for the Houston Texans in 2005, 6, and 7. I have a Bachelor of Science degree um, in Aerospace Engineering from Wichita <laughs> State University, and I currently work at NASA's Johnson Space Center as an engineer. So this website is nothing but hot chicks who are all scientists. <laughs> it is awesome! I'm telling you. Listen, a couple more. And by the she way... sounds like a dipshit. They're hot, they're great, they're cheerleaders, and they're smart. I like to do the Space Cowboy Dance. Come on, I come from a family of science. My dad was a chemist. Oh, I just remember being a little girl, and my parents asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I said, a microscope set. A microscope set. From a little girl, I remember my mom. She was a registered nurse. She really made a difference in the lives of the patients, and I knew from right then that I wanted to work in healthcare. What do you want to be? Notice how they move from science to healthcare. I'm a former uh, Washington Redskins cheerleader. Got a undergraduate degree in molecular biology. I worked at the NIH for a couple years. Then I went to law school at Georgetown University. I was a patent attorney. And after that, I went to medical school at George Washington University. And I'm hot. And I moved to Houston, Texas and did an internship in general surgery. And now I'm an emergency medicine doctor in uh, Houston, Texas. Science! I could go on and on. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I for one thing, I like to know who these people are so I can avoid them. I sure don't want her as my doctor. Were <laughs> well, you kidding me? I'm like, oh, excuse me. Well, I have yeah, to take maybe my pants she's going to give you an exam if you know what I mean. But that, yeah. beside the point, I mean, she's a fast talking. She sounds stupid. I mean, but these people are this. They're is scientists. We're supposed to. We're breaking through the stereotypes here, John. That's the message. So scientists should be fast talking and talk like this. I don't know. With big boobs. I'm a scientist. I've gotten a degree. I got a degree right here. That's one mother I'd like to. <laughs> They're hot. Yeah, I'm sure they are hot. Why would they put them on if they weren't? I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah, obviously. Well, they're here to help you understand that science is not just a bunch of losers who hide out and write emails about how to cover up their non discoveries. They're actually hot chicks. So, uh? I mean, this, it works for me. I like Scooby Doo. <laughs> okay, science, oh, science is good. Science, science. Hey, baby, can you bring your science over here? I need to check something. 
I love it. ScienceCheerleaders.com. I'm going to make that my homepage. <laughs> you sure this now. just isn't bull crap? No, man. This is a huge... Look at the website. This is a huge hey, movement. Hold on a second. Let me check this out. ScienceCheerleaders.com. Science policy in the news. Uh, this is... Uh, NPR did a whole story on them. Oh. Oh, well, yeah. Then it must be then true. Then it's official. You know that. More diversité science engineering. Yeah, there you go. Meet Marcy, Pro Bowl Cardinals cheerleader and, uh, cheerleader and electrical engineer. Oh, baby. <laughs> I got some wires I need uncrossing. ScienceCheerleaders.com. I'm not getting it. Yeah, www.cheerleader.com. No, no. Cheerleader.com. Sorry. Oh, ScienceCheerleader.com. Well, you think if they were that smart, they would have gotten the other domain. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a, it's a babe fest. I'm oh, totally loving it. <laughs> it's a girl standing, brother. I like the girl with the big horn standing on Adam. <laughs> They're this awesome. Is such bull crap. It's awesome. I am. I'm convinced. And whenever someone says the science is in, I'm like, if she's saying it, it is. I'm in too. <laughs> I'm in. You've convinced me. It worked. Science. We do the well, little Marcy, the, Pro Bowl Cardinals cheerleader and electrical engineer. Yeah. Uh huh. We'll do that little rap at the end. It's kind of cute here. Love me some science. I wanted a microscope. <laughs> a microscope kit or something. She couldn't even say microscope. Said. It was a microscope kit. A microscope. Microscope. <laughs> Meet Allison, dual degrees in bio and chem, former captain of the Eagles. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, there's a reason for this, of course, because I predict these uh, science cheerleaders uh, will be on a national tour uh, promoting the benefits of influenza ah, vaccination. Let me write that. I don't even have to write that down. You're absolutely correct. This is going to be one of these. This is a setup for uh, it's like Donald Trump is behind the whole thing. I hope so. Uh, so there's huge uh, PR opportunity. Actually, we're stupid, John, because we could be raking in the dough. Uh, the Rand Corporation just published a report uh, about the concern, as the CDC uh, commissioned this report, very, very concerned that uh, there's no public acceptance for the science of uh, vaccinations. And uh, I've read the report, so you don't have to. I will uh, read uh, the uh, the pertinent paragraph from the, the Rand Corporation, by the way, uh, a big part of the uh, military-industrial complex. These guys, they think it up, and then uh, everyone in Congress does it. Uh, despite the importance of public acceptance, the science, the, oh, science, oh, I just had a vision, science, uh, that would clarify the best way of informing and motivating the public is severely underdeveloped. It's the science that's underdeveloped well. How can indifferent or negative attitudes towards vaccination hey, be changed? Hey, I'll tell you something. These girls aren't underdeveloped. <laughs> In the morning. A quick look at publicly funded research on the topic of influenza and influenza vaccination made possible by the Research Portfolio Online Reporting Tool from the National Institutes of Health indicates that over the past decade, more than 95% of the funding has been devoted to biomedical topics rather than to social and behavioral science. The science is in! I would say these national cheer, the, the science cheerleaders, they're on the cutting edge because they're going to rake in the dough because listen to this. 
The RAND Corporation says clearly cutting-edge laboratory science to enhance the safety and effectiveness of vaccines is vital to public health, but it is equally important to understand the forces that shape public views about the risks and benefits of vaccination. Without this knowledge, it will be impossible to translate biomedical advances into effective action. So we need to get us some hot chicks with big boobs to tell you that science is good. Investments that enhance public acceptance of vaccination will yield substantial returns. It sounds like an investment strategy to me, John. In the form of reduced... So the connection... It, sorry? Did I lose the you? The connection dropped down. Oh, okay. well, don't worry. I was talking about boobs. Investments that enhance public acceptance of vaccination will yield substantial returns in the form of reduced in incidence and severity of disease, as well as enhanced pandemic preparedness. A more balanced research portfolio is likely to be more successful than one that is heavily weighted towards biomedical research alone. We are fortunate the pandemic that just passed was milder than expected. Next time, we may not be so lucky. So here's the Rand Corporation, who are very important in policy in these United States of Gitmo Nation, saying we need to put a lot of money into, what do they call it here? Social and behavioral science. So I think that some smart guy, probably like the guy who started uh, MySpace, it sounds like that guy would do this has said, you know what? I need to get me some of that money. I'm, I'm going to go get some hot babes and promote science. Yeah, and have them give the vaccinations, too. Oh, I'm lined up. You know what? That, that, you it know what? won't hurt. <laughs> I think that might be... That, <laughs> put that in the prediction book. Telling you. Put, and look it at... Every, everyone's in on the game. Just, just look at me. Just look at me. Here comes. <laughs> Citibank is now offering a... Uh, flu care card to companies uh, that will uh, uh, enable each of the human resources in possession of said card to get a flu vaccination at more than 17,000 pharmacies and retail clinics. Hey, you know, Citibank is not doing this out of the goodness of their heart, okay? They're doing it for money. Everyone is in on this, John. Except us. Every, except us. Except us. The more I do this show, the more stupid I think I know. we are. It's like, we, we think we're making people smart. We're pointing out how dumb we are. We should be out there doing some scam like the government guys or PBS or NPR, all the rest of them or these cheerleaders. I mean, come on. I mean, how much of this can we stand in this country? Well, luckily, neither you or I have uh, young kids anymore. Otherwise, we'd be freaking out. Uh, Adam from Grand Rapids, Michigan says, uh, in the morning, Adam and John, my wife said my four-year-old was playing a game on PBS's website and heard some messed up stuff. There's a game called Super Duper Antibodies on the PBS Sid the Science Kid page. Uh, go to the page, play the game. It will take you about 15 seconds to get to the end, and there is a payoff. And and I swear to God, John... If you look at this uh, pbskids.org slash sid slash games.html, I swear to God, there's Sid the Science Douche, and uh, there's little, little super-duper antibodies. Play super-duper antibodies. Here we go. We're going to play super-duper antibodies, and we click on that. And then here's Sid with a giant hypodermic needle <laughs> poised at his arm. <laughs> Come on, Sid. Talk to me. Hold on. It's the memes to get people to use heroin. I apparently hold on it's loading up but this is the little ladybug this vaccination is a teeny tiny bit of the flu virus it'll teach your body how to fight the flu virus oh and then you click on the let's on, fight the flu virus <laughs> now we click on the hypodermic needle which is as big as Sid's head 
And it goes, ooh, it's injecting him. Mmm, yum. evil virus thingies. Woo. Anyway, then you got to, like, uh, get oh, some. Yeah, you got to. Now, ki- what, what, this is an NPR. Or PBS, a, PBS. PBS. Thank you very much. PBS. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It just keeps, it's just, it's every show we do. It's just one thing after another. We can't win. We're not only can we not win, we're stupid. <laughs> we can't win and we're stupid. <laughs> although, although I think that, you know, we could probably get in on the hot chicks uh, dishing out flu shots. We could probably like still that. get in on that I'm one. I like that. I'm liking that. So I, I have, well, before you go to your last bits, I do have one last thing I want to get. I want to get this one clip out of the way because he was going to play it last week. But there, this is just for the people, for the people, the, for the people out there that are following the Afghanistan thing and, and what's going on in the background. I just found this clip to be slightly amusing. Uh, it's about what's going on in terms of negotiations, not the fake negotiator from the Taliban, but what's generally going on with the negotiations in Afghanistan. Play hack to death actions of the Taliban when we were in Afghanistan and some of them are still loyal to Mullah Mohammed Omar. Others are members of the Haqqani Network, which is backed by uh, Pakistan and the ISI spy agency there. And then you have people that are sort of freelancers. You know, one of the most disturbing things we heard is that Mullah Omar, the uh, the emir of the Taliban, the Afghan Taliban, sent an envoy to meet with a new Taliban commander who was replacing an old school Taliban guy and they hacked to death Mullah Omar's envoy. These guys are a much more radical generation. So when the U.S. is killing these Taliban commanders and we read about it every day what the taliban the old school guys are telling us is look this new generation of guys they won't negotiate with you the way that we would we actually ran a government you may think it was a horrible government but we at least have some semblance of knowledge about diplomacy do you think they have a 401k plan at al-qaeda he hacked the guy to death <laughs> so he sends an envoy hey, i want us to go meet with these guys these are the new group i never heard of a bunch of young punks okay i'll go shunk what's going on hey, hey here's hey. a message for you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, we laugh but we're not really happy about it no you know when you're uh just a you know a few years older than me john but don't you just get like dismayed well actually at some point it becomes high comedy I mean, I'm already at the high comedy stage. Maybe I'm just old at heart. But I, I, this is the only way I can. And that, I think that's my message to the human resources who listen to this show who sometimes get bummed out. You have to see the humor in all of this. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's actually borderline hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but how come not really? How, how come this is well, little it's thing? Sick. In, it's little, sick humor. Let me ask you another question. Play more uh, sumo results. So, um. President Obama got uh, got elbowed. Yeah, I wonder about this story myself. Well, so I have Twelve two, stitches. I, yeah, the, that's quite an the, elbow, by the way. Before you go on with your theory, <laughs> oh, let me say what I think. Okay. Be, you know, just off the top of my head. I play pickup basketball when I was working for the government. It's one of the things you do when you're a government worker. <laughs> that's the only feet. thing you do. What do you, you say? Pull, well, and you should. That's what you should be doing. So you pull over and you go play some games and you play and you, you, you meet a lot of different kinds of personalities when you play pickup basketball and, or even with your friends. Your friends are worse. And there's certain obnoxious. Well, excuse me. Let me interrupt. What is pickup basketball? Pick up basketball when you have there's a bunch of basketball courts all over the country and there's a bunch of guys standing around shooting baskets or playing basketball and generally speaking when it, when a critical mass forms somebody says let's have a game and two captains are chosen and they start then they then they pick sides 
that you, you're on this side, you're on that side, and you go and you, and you play a couple of games. You play a game for like until you get bored of it. And uh, usually full court, which is really the most grueling thing you can imagine doing. Good exercise. So, But there's these people that play this dirty basketball. They step on your foot if you're trying to jump. They, uh, they, they <laughs> elbow you when they're inside. They, they, they're dirty players. And the only way you can get hit with an elbow is when two dirty players are bump, bumping up against each other. And Obama sounds to me, and he loves this game. He, it's the only thing he plays. He, I bet that's you a buck. That's not true. He plays golf. That's not true. Oh, that's right. He plays golf. But he, I bet you a buck he's a dirty player. He's one of those guys that get bumps into you. Yeah, I'm the president. Shut up, slave. I'm going and for the layup. somebody layout. jumped up and then gave him the elbow right in the face. Not somebody. Not somebody. It was the guy from the Hispanic caucus. Well, yeah. he didn't like it. So my question is, do they have to rough up the other Obama as well? Because <laughs> we know we have two. Do yeah, they, and I, I, they're going to have to this other Obama. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill. Hey, I got what? bad news for well, you, I man. I thought it wasn't needed until we do the Korean trip. Yeah. No, no, give me a second. Hold on a second. Just, uh, hey, hey, look over there. Boom. <laughs> Somebody wraps him one. <laughs> Sorry, man. Twelve stitches, though. That's a lot. It kind of it, it kind of reminds me of uh, remember when uh, Bush choked on the pretzel. That was another one of those stories that. Uh, mm-hmm. well, my favorite all time presidential story was the original Bush puking, puking. all over the Japanese <laughs> premier. <laughs> I think my uncle was at that dinner. He said it was not pretty. How bad! <laughs> it was not pretty. Yeah, so uh, I wondered about that. Um, the only thing I. I Picked up, uh, which I thought was just interesting, is uh, Sheila C. Bear, B-A-I-R, who is the woman who runs the FDIC, um, and the Federal Deposit Insurance. Is it corporation? I think it is, right? Yep. Uh, so these are the, uh, the folks that uh, say they guarantee uh, the money in the bank. And I think that uh, she did an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal... And I think that she is, uh, this is a huge CYA, as we call it in the United States of Gitmo Nation, as in cover your ass. And she has a lot of ass to cover, apparently. A pertinent quote from her uh, opinion that she penned in the Wall Street Journal. The quiet confidence of the American public in the FDIC's deposit insurance guarantee was one of the bulwarks. Good word, by the way. Bulwark. What is a bulwark? You know, bull is like the, one of the pillars, the most stable thing, one of the most important things. Word of the day, I'd say. Bulwark. B-U-L-W-A-R-K-S. The bulwark. Foundation kind of thing. That helped to stem the tide in the recent crisis and avert even greater economic calamity. I presume what she means is because there was no bank run. Right? I guess. But we must never take public or investor confidence for granted. In the end, that confidence is only as great as the resolve shown by our government in identifying emerging risks and taking concerted action to head them off. Excessive government borrowing poses a clear danger to our long-term financial stability. All of us must work together now as Americans, look beyond our narrow partisan interests, and show the future and the world that show the world that we are prepared to act boldly to secure our economic future. To me, she's saying, hey, slaves, you're fucked. I, I don't know. I can't. I, I, I don't know that I agree 100% with that, but it's possible. Well, she's saying, what she's saying is 
the the confidence yeah, I know things are going to get what she's suggesting is that hey you know what's gone so far may not happen in the future it was she's saying that the she's not saying the uh, the big stack of cash i've got here in the fdic no oh, they're the, broke yeah of course totally broke the quiet confidence of the Amer- the words matter john the quiet confidence of the american public in the fdic's deposit insurance guarantee is one of the bulwarks so the quiet confidence. What the hell does that mean? Quiet confidence. It means get your money out. Yes. Now. This was actually a warning. It is. Thank you. Message. Move your money to someplace other than the bank. This is exactly what it is. Uh, thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me because that's the way I read it too. I'm like, whoa, you've it's got to be kidding. Message. Uh huh. You have a you have a few months. Don't worry about it, or maybe not. <laughs> well, I think sixty five percent of uh, of next year's. Uh, money is going to just to Medicare and uh, Social Security, right? And then the other 65% is going to uh, the war, and then the other 65% is going to uh, Chertoff and those guys. Crooks. Isn't that kind of the way it goes? Yep. Well, okay, I think we did a good show this week. I want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash N.A., at channeldevorak.com slash na and the no agenda or noagendashow.com and uh, click on the link there and uh, make sure to get some people to listen. We want to thank all the $5 subscribers. We need to get a few more of you out there uh, and we'll be set for a couple weeks. 2,000 more. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. So please, if you're listening to the show and you have not supported us and you found some value in what you heard today, um, if only just to drop a bomb at a cocktail party, and we also, uh, from time to time, teach you how to do that without getting hit in the mouth, without being Obamad. <laughs> Obamad. Uh, Professor Obama. Professor Obama. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Doctor Dvorak. <laughs> what am I thinking? All right, I appreciate everyone showing up in the chat room and on the stream, and uh, we will be here again Thursday. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the Great People's Republic of Southern California, where I soon will have a star on my driver's license, I'm Adam Curry. And uh, from Northern Silicon Valley, where I'd rather have a Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.